been and all we shall be. Your friend. <laughs> And my pants are off. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> Dude, I would totally be like a free-range flamingo master. Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the Panels on Pages.com podcast. With your host, Lee Rodriguez. Ooh, look, I switched ahead around. Eat a dick. Jason Nye. Does Nick Fury look like a bitch? Then why are you trying to fuck him, Brad? And Jose Guzman. Don't tickle me. You won't <laughs> like me if you tickle me. <laughs> I'm gonna blank you so blank down there. I'm just gonna leave a mess where I'm yeah. done. <laughs> Check it out. Pee pee in my mouth. So strap in and shut up. We've got a show to do. All right. So, you know, at some point, you can only. Have so many false starts before you don't want to do this shit anymore. And that's kind of where we're at. We're going to power through, though. <laughs> Today is March 2nd, 2015. And this is episode number 93, I believe. March, 93. Thir- March 3rd, actually. Is it? Fuck all, it, why not? All day. Is it 1993? March 3rd. <laughs> episode number 93 of the Panels on Page.com podcast. Flagship title under Podcast Network. Find all the shows at pcn.panelsonpage.com. I'm your host, the Lord of Reverend Lee Rodriguez, and joining me on the line tonight, we got Mr. Jason Nyes. I got a new game I'm playing called Find the Asians. All right, all right. <laughs> and, uh, Jose Guzman is also here. Ooh, I just flew in for measuring 15,000 dicks, and boy, is my arm tired. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Science, man. <laughs> We don't give a fuck. We'll measure 15,000 dicks. Why not? Did they actually measure dicks, or did they take dudes' words for it? Well, I, I don't think you can do a study like that. And not what the hell are you talking measure. about? There was, okay. Some... Right. <laughs> Let, let's let's go, go for it real quick. Uh, I posted on Facebook today an article that says, Penis size study, am I normal? Reveals average manhood length. And the average penis size, I believe, in the U.S. or maybe in the world? Well, they say it was a worldwide study, wasn't it? Okay. The mean length of a flaccid penis is 3.6 inches, and the mean length of an erection is 5.16 inches, according to, so a, mean. according to a paper titled, Am I Normal?, published Tuesday in the British Journal of Urology. Am I Normal? And... <laughs> the total members in this unique scientific gathering, 15,521. It's a lot of dicks. That is a lot of dicks. Uh, and then, a lot of I dicks. hate to be the guy that your job is to go into work and just fucking measure dicks all day. <laughs> what are we doing today, Mike? You know. Measure dicks again. Measure dicks. <laughs> and then Tito found this link. That uh, want to know which country has the biggest penises in the world? Boy, how do you do I? And then it, it uh, categorizes countries uh, in four different categories. The first category is 3.8 to 4.6 inches. Uh, some uh, Most of those are Asian countries. Um, almost ex- Asian and uh, Arab nations. 
The second <laughs> category is orange, 4.7 inches to 5.5 inches. We're looking at like Australia, Canada, Finland, New Zealand, United States, United Kingdom. So the white people fall in that category. And the, the greatest thing is, you know, this, what, what did we say? 5.1 is the average. Like man, I fucking blow that average out of the water. <laughs> it's nice, right? When, I'm when, ha- when you, yeah. you find yourself fucking going on the other, on the right side of the curve for once in a while. Yeah, and, and there was the one country that was um, ten point five, and it says Tito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, well, now that you said that, the the biggest category is six point three to seven point one inches, and we're looking at Brazil, Colombia, uh, Ecuador. Haiti, Jamaica, Panama, Peru, Puerto Rico. So we're talking about the browns and the blacks. And then the the highest average penis size in the world is 7.1 inches, and that is the Congo, because of course it is. Yeah, it's something (laughs) called Mandingo power. So I feel as if we are already off to a great start. We've all learned something today. Yeah, and I tell like you what, real science. me posting that article, uh, actually it was uh, Teresa who posted it, and I shared it, Jose. Mm-hmm. Teresa Byrne. I got yeah, fucking... I, I didn't know if I should put that dick joke on her page. <laughs> I threw it on yours. I got 20 comments on my post about it, uh, fucking like 19 likes, <laughs> and people who I haven't talked to in years were like, yeah, awesome. People taking, uh, you know, responsibility for their small dicks, <laughs> ruining the curve. So thank you, small dick dudes. <laughs> Fucking like it's meant to be. See ya. Another Tuesday. I am. What are you cutting up, Jose? Another Tuesday. <laughs> what are you cutting, Jose? Some fucking tomatoes, dog. See, I thought <laughs> I thought you were doing the slow clap. But no, oh, you're no, I was, cutting I was up. doing the slow chop. <laughs> you need a cooking podcast, bro. <laughs> this is my cooking podcast. <laughs> Wait, this isn't a cooking podcast? <laughs> I just imagine how fucking half-finished a Jose-produced cooking podcast would be. <laughs> so then fucking... Um, I don't know. We got some tomatoes, I guess. No, it it, it gets finished, but it's a nine-hour-long podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just to make yeah. guacamole. Just to make guacamole. But Fuck you, Jack. That's exactly right? what I was about to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. It's like, what, what's going on? Let's see. Uh, let's see. I, I took my ladies out uh, Friday, went to Nashville, and we saw the uh, Maroon 5s. In concert, Zoe's um, first concert, very they are cool. So all about they both love it so much. She, Zoe cried through most of the thing. Wow! Like she couldn't even get her shit together, and like you know, it was. And they were like, she starts fucking losing her shit, and I'm like, Are you okay? And she just goes, I'm so happy. Like, but not like deal with it. Not like hide in her chair crying, like Beatles crying. It was like yeah, that was straight up fucking Beatlemania with the Maroon Five. Sorry. And like, and not for nothing. Like, I'm not the world's fucking biggest Maroon Five man, fan, and being that I'm like a dude, uh, but it was no bullshit. One of the best live shows I've seen, maybe ever. Like, it was a really, really good show. Wow. Yeah, they the they they killed it. Ever. 
That's high praise. They killed it. They had, I mean, like a phenomenal fucking stage setup, some truly, truly spectacular like lighting design and shit like that. Like it was really cool. Well, the fucking lighting is next level now because a lot of people are using that the where they project shit onto things, kind of like at the Super Bowl halftime show and shit like that. Yeah, it was fucking rad, and and they played for like an hour and forty five minutes. They got that much shit. They've been, dude. They've been around since like two thousand three. Yeah, I mean, like it's it, it was a, it was good. It was not, now they had opening uh, band. This chick, uh, fuck, Rosie Crane, I think was her name. Goes some pipes on her. She could sing. It was all right. She did like you know thirty minutes, like five songs, a you know, quick set. And then these motherfuckers called Magic came on next. <laughs> And, uh, uh, they have that one song. Apparently, they did have that one song. I never heard that one song before, but it sounds like all their other fucking songs, too, let me tell you. Oh, they're the ones who do that rude song. Yeah, which Ooh. nothing else have came out from them. It's It was rough, man. Like I'm trying to figure out, like, to really put my hand on why it sucks so fucking bad. And then, you know, after, like, the second song, the guy's like, Hi, we are Magic, and we are from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I look at the call and go, that's why this sucks. This is fucking white dude Canadian reggae. That's why it's terrible. Yeah, it's kind of like, remember Snow? It was fucking garbage. Like, after, like, the the third song, he's like, you know, maybe the third or fourth song, I was like, I... Now we're gonna we're gonna slow it down a little bit. And again, I looked at the colon and said, and before we were a fucking up tempo <laughs> white knuckle fuel ride. Because every goddamn song sounded exactly the same because it's fucking lame ass reggae music. Why you gotta be so rude, Lee? It was awful. I look as you're like halfway through the second song, I look over and Zoe's just like curled up in a chair with a hand over each ear. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, you doing all right? She just goes, Daddy. When is this guy going to stop? <laughs> 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 Fucking music critic. And so then, you know, and me and Nicole are, you know, because it's really super loud because of the, the, the stove or whatever, but uh, Zoe had bought a poster. So we were using the poster as a tin can to, like, fucking talk back and forth. And, like, the guy at one point, he's like, all right, this song right now, this song is happening right now. I said to Nicole, is it called Arrived 30 Minutes Too Early? <laughs> 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 Terrible. It was truly... Truly fucking awful, so bad. But then Nicole said that it's brilliant. She said that you, she said these guys, Room Five, are geniuses because you can put the most diehard fucking like I hate Room Five guy in the world out there in the crowd, and by the time those guys go off, he's gonna be fucking clamoring for Room Five to come. That, that is a great point because I mean, like, it's bad, real bad, and you know, no one goes to see the opening act at a show very rarely. You know what I mean? Like, but. You know, if the show is constructed well and you got a good mix, like you know, people can still get into it. Like that's how people discover shit sometimes. Oh yeah, like uh, over the course of my concert going history, I I've been turned on to a lot of bands because of opening acts. But there was nobody, <laughs> nobody into this shit. <laughs> but what about when the one song came on? That was like really towards the end, so I think that they had just like crushed everyone's spirit. Like, <laughs> the hypest anyone got is when they covered "Message in a Bottle" by the Police. I could see that being kind of yeah, cool. That was the coolest thing that they did, and even then, it was like half-assed. It was it was so fucking terrible, you guys. So the biggest pop they got was for somebody else's song. Oh, 
the biggest pop they got fucking by a wide margin. Like, it was, it was not even fucking close. Well, I mean, you got to think, too. While Maroon 5 does have a, you know, young following, they also have probably an, a, a mom following, too. So, Oh, I guarantee you that. The, <laughs> the moms are going to cheer for Message Based in a Bottle. the fucking crowd I saw, they definitely got the mom following. <laughs> It was it, it, no bullshit. It was a really good show. Like I, 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 I thought it was gonna be fun. I had no problem with it, but it ended up being more fun than I thought it was gonna be. It was, it was really tight. It was solid. Man, um, it's been too long since I've been to a concert. It's been too shit, damn long. Oh shit. It used to that. It used to be once, once a month we had a concert we were hitting. Summertime, maybe three a month. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to your Amway Center hookup, Jose? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> And then uh, last bit, fuck is kind of moving on. I uh, plowed my fucking knee last night training in the most bullshit, lame ass way possible. Doing a fucking sprawl drill, like tra- like drilling, like not even in any kind of combat, no sparring, just fucking drilling. I fell, put all my weight down on my knee. It swelled up the size of a fucking orange. Like hurts like a son of a bitch. Really hoping that my shit gets together by the next couple days, because if I end up having to forfeit because of this bullshit. I'm going to be so mad. So fucking mad. Especially since Mahoney found John Williams on Facebook. He certainly seems to think he did. (laughs) And, you know, I guess technically, you know, and that could be fucking anybody, but if that ends up being the dude, I won't be able to stop giggling. (laughs) Like, I will not be able to contain myself if that ends up being the fucking guy. He looks like at the well, like from just this yeah. one picture, he looks like he could have retard strength because he looks like a retard. <laughs> yeah, he might, he might, <laughs> he might. So yeah, that's what's going on. You know, it's good, it's good times. Yeah, other than the blow in the knee thing, I think it's going pretty well. Uh, we did, uh, we did some fucking cool uh, tray tables over the weekend. That were kind of rad. Uh, oh yeah, I saw saw pictures of those. Our kitchen counters, man. Like you guys can, you've been here. The kitchen counters are rough. They, uh, I never noticed they, them being rough. They were the, the 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 product of a terrible experiment gone awry. Uh, due mostly in part to my mother's uh, impatience, more than anything. Um, <laughs> and so Nicole had the idea. She wanted to use like like uh, that kind of paper the counter in old like book pages and shit like that paperback novels shit like that and so i said fuck that let's do comic book pages that that's <laughs> way better let's do that and so we bought i went on ebay bought a couple lots of like fucking 80s and 90s comics and we tried it on a couple of trade tables and i'll be damned if it doesn't look pretty fucking dope <laughs> like pretty fucking solid so if you've ever wanted to see a trade table with Grifter and John Stewart on the same fucking thing, you know that that's a good way to eat some TV dinner. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> so what'd you do? Just glue the pages down and then polyurethane on top of them, or what? It's it's called Mod Podge. Basically, it's glue, you know. And then um, as far as the top, we haven't got that in yet. It's gonna come in tomorrow, and it's this uh, it's a spray acrylic. So essentially, when it dries, it's plastic. Nice. I figure it'd be easier to deal with something like that than like trying to use polyurethane or any kind of a two part like enamel or yeah. epoxy, some shit like polyurethane that. Polyurethane will. Uh... Uh, yellow yellow the pages probably yeah and you know so there's definitely a little bit left but once we uh, i think we're close and once we uh get that down we're gonna do the whole fucking kitchen in it and it'll be bad as hell that sounds pretty awesome 
Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Like, it was one of those things where it's like, ah, I don't know. But, you know, after the third trade table, when shit started really going well, like, no, no. No, this will work. And and Nicole's still into it. Oh, super into it. Okay, cool. Super into it. So, so I'm, pretty, I'm pretty hyped for it. I got a... Uh, I got we got two lots of like thirty books each or like fifteen books each, so total about thirty books. And you know, there's some bullshit in there, of course, because it was like fifteen comics for like you know eight dollars. So you know, <laughs> there's some bullshit in there. Like, you know, I almost for a gag used a page out of a Ninjak book, but I just couldn't. <laughs> like, no, 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 we we can't. I can't do. Nope, no Ninjak. Can't can't pull that off. Jose, mute your microphone. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. But, uh, Are we still doing the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but it's been it's been it's been rad. It was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what happens, how it comes out. So what the fuck's happening, Nice. What's well, going on? This this past weekend was moving weekend. Um, oh, that's right. We got our no couch. bullshit. Looking at pictures like that house is too nice for any of us to live. It in. is. It is very nice. It is too nice. But I'll be damned if we didn't get approved for it. So they're going to have to drag my ass out of here. And <laughs> and after moving all weekend, I said to Mary, I'm like, you know, we got to at least stay here for two years because moving's bullshit. <laughs> moving is the fucking worst. <laughs> well, at least you didn't have that far to go, though. That's right. That's right. You know, we were only 11 minutes away. Uh, you know, Friday night got our couches and our entertainment center picked up from a furniture store. Yeah, got now, there. Do you have shit like in storage? Or are you getting this all new stuff? Uh, we had a whole bunch of shit in my parents' garage. It took okay. up basically one entire half of the garage. But you know, uh, uh, some shit when we moved, we just ditched because it was old and gross, and it was right, going to take right, up right. too much room. And we figured we could get new once we got around to it. And then uh, Saturday all day was. Truckload after truckload after truckload. We probably took four, maybe five U-Haul truckloads. And then between my car, Mary's car, my mom's car, probably took another three, four loads each with those. And it was just constant traffic in and out of the house all day. Wait, wait. How many loads can your mom take? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. You've done the dishes with her. You you tell me. Uh. Moving is the fucking worst. Like the we had a neighbor across the street, um, and it's uh, a a uh, house kind of like our. They they done some uh, built right around the same time, but they clearly done some work on like a couple additions and shit like that. And like it's a friend of Zoe's lives over there, so we were familiar with the inside of the house, and they put it up on the market. And Nicole's like, "Oh man, like we should fucking look into the buying that house." And I shut that shit down. I'm like, "No, <laughs> like I'm not going." To go through all the bullshit of moving to go over there. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna move all my shit across the street. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing that. But you know, it is convenient. It's a pain in the ass, but it is convenient. You know, when we moved from our old house next door to to with my parents, it was pretty easy. You know, just roll that shit right across the grass. Yeah, get one of those like. Uh, conveyor belt things and just stretch it across the street. And I mean, just if I'm going to take out that kind of chunk of my life to make some shit happen, I need to be able to, you know, I need a new neighborhood. Minimum. <laughs> True. I can see that. 
Uh, but we busted hump all day. We were done, I don't know, probably five, six o'clock. Got some Wendy's. I got rid of my parents and, you know, we we were both just so fucking tired and so fucking sore. There was no christening the house with uh, filthy loud sex the first Not night. Not the first night, no. No way. And, you know, uh, Saturday night was the Ronda Rousey fight and we had grand plans of, you know, getting all moved in, getting all comfy and watching the UFC pay-per-view. <laughs> we... Uh, we went through about a half hour of trying to figure out how to order it. Finally ordered it. Mary turned it on to make sure it worked. And she's like, okay, it works. We have it for 24 hours. Let's go to bed. <laughs> so then we, we turned off all of our social medias, woke up the next morning, and ate breakfast while watching the UFC fight. And one of the better... Fight cards, not necessarily matchups or or names, but all but one of the big fights had a finish, and I love to see that. I love to see fucking knockouts and submissions. Uh, you know, judges' decisions piss me off. Never leave There's it. Always in- that one joke, that one judge that appears to be smoking crap. Yeah, and never leave it in the hands of the judges either. And. Fuck, man. Ronda Rousey is amazing. She is one of the Mm -hmm. most entertaining athletes to watch in the world right now. And you know, I missed the pay per view, but I saw her fight on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) I tell you what, though, like I said this, you know, my wife paid for it, but it was worth the 60 bucks, even though the fight was only 14 seconds. It is, like, because you never know. And it's exciting, and like every even when they are the fights are super short, like it, it fucking electrifies you. Oh my god! Especially that because she, you know, they came. She rushed her, so you're like, oh shit, it's starting off, and then she flips onto their head, and she does a goddamn break into electric boogaloo head spin, and then they're rolling, they're rolling, and then it's holy shit, it's done. It's over. <laughs> oh my god! And the the, the announcer, uh, what's his face? My Goldberg. was in the middle of doing like his his Bud Light commercial <laughs> spiel, and then he and like, it's oh, over. <laughs> it's all over. Before he could say who the fight was brought to you by, <laughs> it was done. But I do love how they fucking shove the shit down uh, your throats. The new Liam Neeson movie. Well, yeah, I mean they were the fucking sponsor. They showed a huge long commercial before the fight, and then the, the, everyone came out, and then they did the fight, and they were like, hold on, before we fight again, just in case you didn't know, <laughs> this fight's brought to you by blah, 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 they blah. They should blah, have blah. made Liam Neeson and Ed Harris fight. Yeah. But Ronda Rousey, man, there is no more intense person on the earth when she's walking to the ring. And no, like, I, tried, like, I, I was, you know, every time she comes out and I'm watching Nicole, like, she's always like, that's her because she's so pretty and vibrant like you know when you see her like in magazines and talking whatever but you know when she's going down there she's in a mode to hurt you that is the bitch face to end all bitch faces and her entourage and the security can't keep up with her either <laughs> no she's like fucking we going and then as soon as it's over she's fucking back to smiling happy again she's fucking sunshine on a cloudy day <laughs> yeah 
the dichotomy of pre-fight Ronda Rousey to post-fight yeah. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, that's that's fucking as real as it gets. Love her. And the best part about a 14-second fight is we got to rewatch it about nine times with instant replays. It's amazing. <laughs> Love it. Uh, that was nasty. That was some some next level fucking armbar shit. Yeah. She she uh, they kept harping after the fight. They kept harping on the fact that well, what's Ronda Rousey gonna do now? You know, she's beaten all the top contenders. The that's the problem now is she has no one to fight. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Just put someone in the ring with her, and I'll watch it. I will watch that shit. Well, apparently there's this fucking... I'll see if I can find her. Some huge-ass Asian chick that just She came. keeps saying that she'll fight Cyborg if she ever comes to UFC. Yeah, but Cyborg keeps getting popped for piss tests. Yeah. It's because she's a crazy-looking monster. <laughs> Huge Asian, I would see that. Now... Me and Mary were talking, and the next logical step, especially with Ronda Rousey being the top fighter in the world, is they're going to have to put her up against a dude eventually. And we're going to have to see an intergender UFC fight. You know, keep the same weight class, but let's see it. You know, don't start her out with the fucking champ. You guys still there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just... But, how, like, that is equality right there. Put a male and a female in a cage and see what happens. Yeah, but it won't. Why not? It won't. Um, I was I was watching uh, some Joe Rogan shit, and he was talking about this old-school female boxer who was tearing up everybody, and she fought a dude, and she got knocked the fuck out, and they haven't done it since. Oh shit, she is fucking built. I would I don't know, that's tough though, man. I would I would almost put her skill and speed up against the strength differential of a dude. I don't know. Holy shit, that is a large woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Somebody better check for dick. That's scary times, man. Jesus. Uh for those of you playing at home, it's uh Rin Nakai. Is your name, and it's fucking intense, man. There's one big bitch. <laughs> <laughs> big guns, and you know, <clears throat> you know, Ronda Rousey's an easy number one, but the the it's going to be interesting to see who can be number two, who can be number three. Like, I want to see well, the number two is is Misha Tate still, and she already lost to her three times. And I won't mind. I would not mind seeing Misha Tate get her face beat in by Ronda Rousey again. But when you look <laughs> at it, Misha Tate's the only one that's really taken her somewhat to the a, a distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. I want to see Misha Tate versus Kat Zingano. Kat Zingano. Looked strong. <laughs> yeah, but Katsugano just beat Misha Tate. Well, I want to see it. Okay, that's why she was. That fight happened. That that's why. Well, she didn't just beat. Fighter. She didn't just beat Misha Tate. She beat Misha Tate like a year or two ago to become number one contender, and then Katsugano got injured, and that's why Misha Tate was the UFC coach, and that's why it was the Misha Tate versus Ronda Rousey fight. Can I just take a minute and say fuck football? 
Oh, and you know, team sports. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck a team sport. Uh, other than that, I've uh, been essentially getting the house, you know, looking good, getting things organized. I got my office all set up. It's pretty sweet, pretty comfy. Trying I'm to get all these happy cardboard you. boxes out of the house. Thank you, thank you. And no uh, crazy uh, disasters so far. Nothing, nothing that we didn't see before we moved in. That once we moved in, we're like, "Oh, this fucking sucks." Like, like some so you haven't found that the ghost of the small little girl that why the house got so cheap. Yeah, or like some sort of like hover train that passes every thirty minutes <laughs> at night. What's uh, what's going on, Jose? Um, not too much. Been sitting behind the computer doing some editing for some videos coming up. Uh, yeah, watched me the too. fight at, um, it was my sister's fiance's brother's wife's like, <laughs> birthday. Sister's fiance's brother's wife. That's a long fucking way to go. <laughs> what do you call that? So your sister's fiance's brother's wife. So... Essentially, your she's kind of your sister-in-law, kind of. Uh, uh, sister-in-law once removed. See, I don't know how that works because, like, you know, does that mean that like my wife's sisters and my brother are also like sister and brother-in-law? Is that how that shit works? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, see, I don't. I don't get how that the, the the twice removed shit where where that comes into play, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's irrelevant to the story. Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, no, no names, but we, I just call her by her name. I'm not, you know, how, <laughs> how I know her. <laughs> so you know, it was kind of like a, a birthday party. We had we had a couple generations of uh, family there. You know, her kids were there. Uh, my niece and and her uh, her man uh, Alex was there, who had never seen uh, Ronda Rousey. Ever. Huh. And he fell in love. At one time, <laughs> at one point when she was going to talk and, you know, everyone was, was still in party mode, he asked the room to be silent because she's <laughs> talking and have more respect for his girlfriend. Oh. Uh, so don't cross him on Ronda Rousey. But he fell in love. I thought he was going to fucking whip it out and start jerking it. Oh, my God. <laughs> It wouldn't be the first time Alex whipped something out at a party. Nope. <laughs> Take that, Josh. Nope. <laughs> oh, that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a fucking knife fight at a Halloween party. Oh, memories. <laughs> um. Uh, I'll tell you guys in private. I don't want to talk about it. In the <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So that's it. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> that's all you guys get to know. Fair enough. Jose's a very private person, in case you didn't know this population. Yeah. Keep some shit close to the vest. Well, you know, th- th- this one's kind of personal. Kind of, kind of a big deal. Well, I look forward to the after show. <laughs> So fucking, uh, I got some mail. What's up on some mail? Come on, yeah. There we go. I'll take it. All right. Uh, the Chad writes in. Oh, 
Ah, the Chad, who is in the chat yeah, right, right now. I see what you did there. The Chad returns, exclamation point, question mark. It's a combination of a, of a fucking uh, punctuation there. Well done. He says, uh, been busy studying accounting at MTSU, and I'm about halfway done. For those of you playing at home, that's Middle Tennessee State University, right up the road from where I'm at, actually. Uh, I'm about halfway done. After my current place, Jack, rent up $200 over the last few years, it was time to find someplace cheaper. While checking out neighborhood cities, I found that it has 16 megabyte internet. That's me. Yep. Yep. With Charter. Uh, in Murfreesboro, I was getting about 20 megabytes. Jesus Christ. That's ridiculous. With a Comcast uh, ran off. Uh, with Comcast. Hashtag ran off. Now that I will have an hour commute to and from school each day, it was a perfect time for me to resume listening to the podcast again. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I stopped listening regularly after my workplace band music slash podcast. Fucking weak on your work. Oh, man. you should have quit. Fucking weak. <laughs> We're made, we are way more important. Way more important in life than Sincerely, jobs. the Chad. Uh, so good news, man. Uh, we average boy, like well, about two hours-ish a show. So that's, that's a, you can do a show a day and be caught up. <laughs> yeah. Go back into the back catalog. You can, you can catch up in catch up in a couple weeks. I mean, uh, how long ago did he stop listening? Like, do we have to break some things to him? Do we need to catch him up on podcast history? The fucking goings on. I think we need to we need regular updates, email updates from the Chad. They'll be like emails from the past, <laughs> like about shit that happened. You know what's going on? Like you know fucking. Maybe we talked about some shit and then never followed up on. Okay, so whatever happened with that? So we need we need emails from the past from the chat. Oh my uh, god, said, the new fifty two that was fucking shit. three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so bare minimum, he has the ninety two episodes of the relaunch for sure. Which again, guys, that's coming up. We're almost hitting a hundred on our fucking second volume, as it were. We've been doing this a really long time, you guys. Yeah. Like and we almost got the hang of it. Yeah. I'm a student of life, goddammit. <laughs> Never enough. Well, welcome back, Chad. I appreciate you hanging out, man. All-, hey, all that matters was that he was back in time for Lee's choking somebody out with his head story. That's, That's right. true. That's true. And for all the Chad knows, Kerouac's been on the show the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> He says in the chat, uh, been listening here and there, so about 50 episodes, 50-ish episodes to catch up on. I'm a little jealous. Good luck, sir. That sounds like fun. Uh, We also got an email from uh, the Larry Potter. That fucking guy, where you been, dog? He writes in, uh, subject, yo, this shit time sensitive, son. All right. He then follows up. Yo, why the fuck you never talk about how to shave your shaft, haters? People getting <laughs> injured out there. <laughs> Sent from my iPhone because fuck the library, haters. <laughs> True that, dog. Uh, I would say I never really had to shave the shaft. Yeah, like the shaft doesn't really get a whole lot of hair on it. Uh, shaft doesn't see a whole lot of action. Not really, no. Uh, my shaft has been seeing some action lately. Well, speak, you for your, speak for yourself, Lee Rodriguez. None of the, <laughs> none of the follicle action. <laughs> no, no follicular action, as it were. That's a fucking rad-ass word, follicular. 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 Follicular manslaughter. <laughs> you just choke a guy out with hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Otherwise, uh, well, whenever the, the occasion arises, I go for some a, a, a battery operated clipper of some kind. I, I can't take I can't take an actual blade to my with junk. a guard. It's got to have a guard on it. Yeah, got to have a guard on it. Like, can I tell this story? I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast before, <clears throat> but the first time I've ever gone to get a uh, STD screening, STD screening. Oh. <clears throat> Was prior to, uh, uh oh, you better tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what story this is. You better tread lightly. So there was a possibility of sex on on the horizon. So that's why I was getting an STD check, and you know, so I, you could fucking present your papers. Well, you know, just to make sure that I ain't giving anybody else anything that I got. You know, I'm being, enough, a, being a responsible adult. Yeah, that is responsible adult. adultness right Yeah, there. exactly. You know, I had only had ever had sex with one person in my life. I don't know what the fuck she had, but I was hoping Fair it was enough. nothing. <laughs> good call, good call. Who know, knows what's going on in there? Who knows? Because she, she was spitting in belly buttons. <laughs> <laughs> There's something ain't right there. Yeah, but she didn't transmit none of that crazy sexually. At least, I hope. You sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I don't know why I did it before the STD check, but I took some clippers to my area just to kind of, you know, trim down the forest prior to uh, I was hoping to get sex. But I didn't use a guard. And I just butchered myself mm. to the point where when I took my pants down at the health department the doctor went what is going on there no <laughs> he said hey joe get in here you gotta check this out man look at this fucking no. and i was just like yeah uh i went a little crazy with some hair clippers no it's nothing that you can catch as, as <laughs> yeah. that i i hope but yeah purely self-inflicted i promise yeah See, i i'm on the other spectrum is I'm all natural. Give me a blade. I want to control this shit. I have hurt myself more with clippers than I have with a blade. <laughs> now, see, what I have found in recent years is my wife's razor works really good because it's made for ladies' sensitive bits. Sure. And you can just kind of fucking just hack at your dick. And you're not well, going to cut still anything. I don't know if I do that. <laughs> I don't think shaving your your shaft and hack, those words should be in the same sentence. Well, I'm just saying that one of you apparently isn't doing it right. <laughs> I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to doing some serious pruning in this new shower that we got. Fucking tear that new bathtub up. I ain't Everything's getting in. New. Everything's new, man. I'm not getting in that bathtub. You guys fucking the jacuzzi yet? Uh, I don't know if we're going to, because the jacuzzi is not uh, warranted. It's not uh, under warranty from the uh, you know property manager. And there's currently no water in it. That's even, grab a skateboard, homie. So it might never get water in it. We I'm might just hose that bitch right away if I were you. We 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 might leave it alone. Yeah, there are. Yeah, I, no, no, I would have to fill that shit up if it's there. It's getting used. 
Maybe like, you know, the last week of our lease. <laughs> Who knows? Can I have sex in it? <laughs> no. Well, don't be fucking greedy, man. Monkey brings his own water. Yeah. What if I bring my own water and my own blow? Mahoney in the chat. First things first. Fill that shit with water, <laughs> then fucking it. Well, okay. Another point to not filling up and using the jacuzzi is, you know, Mary and I may be in the beginning stages of trying to get pregnant. So, which means fill it up and have lots of sex. Which means don't boil my balls in a jacuzzi. And I think it's also bad for ladies, so. Let's see, that just gets them like, it's like like tea. Like the way like, you know, it fucking comes out like a whistle. Like a whoo, and it fucking shoots out. That's what's important. <laughs> it goes for distance that way. Yeah, when the babies are ready, they come out. Yeah, get your fucking your nuts. You got to percolate your nuts a little bit. And Mah- Mahoney does have a point. I do not need water to fuck in your hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Better leverage, bro. <laughs> No, nah, I'll just fucking grease that bitch up like it's a, like a pan and go to town. Fucking <laughs> comes in with like four giant sized cans of Pam. <laughs> don't fuck don't fuck in the hot tub, bro. <laughs> Pam it's is like, not covered under the warranty. It's like seriously, friend to friend. Please don't fuck in my hot tub. <laughs> we'll we'll work on getting a guest bed. You could fuck in that, please. Don't fuck in the dry hot tub. <laughs> Can I? What? Uh, I almost got I I kind of semi got kicked out of somebody's house for banging in there. Banging in their house? Yeah, kind of. Like you were a guest? Yeah, yeah. No, you can you can just as long as you keep the door closed and you put the put the sheets in the hamper the next morning. Be a respectful guest. That's all you that's all you got to ask. Oh, nice. that Reminds me of another story. Since since we're being all, uh, you know, open, or at least I am. <laughs> Thanks, Glaber. Appreciate it. Oh my God, you guys! So uh, the wedding night, me and Mary had this uh, bed and breakfast in Yellow Springs. I remember oh, that day. Well, it wasn't a bed and breakfast. It was a um, it w- it was like a farmhouse that was rented out. There was no breakfast involved. There was beds, though, motherfuckers. And it was out in the middle of nowhere, and, you know, it was our wedding night, so we fucking got our freak on, and boy, oh boy, did I make a mess on those sheets. (laughs) (laughs) We had to put the sheets in the washing machine, because we're sorry, people who rented that house to us. Those sheets have probably seen worse. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? If I'm renting a house to people that are getting married... Yeah, it comes. I kind of expect you to. You know what's happening. If I rent a house out to anybody, I kind of would. I would be more offended if you didn't have sex. (laughs) Be like, what? My my place isn't good enough for you to proposition whoever you're with and slide it in there. Something. Well, you don't like my decorating. What the fuck? Was there something wrong with the sheets? Was this not to your liking? Is she frigid? What's going on here? Is my fabric softener not went not springtime fresh enough? Both of you, take off your pants and bang around. Who, whoever w- kicked you out of their house for having sex in their house, Jose? I bet it was because they probably weren't getting any sex. Uh oh. Do you agree? 
25th. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll fucking come back in a minute. Uh, do the news and uh, do comments. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Mahoney sent in this song. Um, I was unaware of it until uh, he, he let me know. And he was he just found out about it, too. Um, the video is even better than the song. Uh, a lot of a lot because of the uh, little reveal at the end. Fucking phenomenal. A lot of fun. Uh, enjoy this. This is the song about a friend of the podcast, uh, Mr. Style Buff, the beef. Love you. Bye. Break. You're walking in the woods. There's no one around, and your phone is dead. Out of the corner of your eye, you spot him. Shia Love. He's following you, about 30 feet back. He gets down on all fours and breaks into a sprint. He's gaining on you. Shia LaBeouf. You're looking for your car, but you're all turned around. He's almost upon you now, and you can see there's blood on his face. My God, there's blood everywhere. Running for your life from Shia LaBeouf He's brandishing a knife, it's Shia LaBeouf Lurking in the shadows Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf Living in the woods, Shia LaBeouf Killing for sport, Shia LaBeouf Eating all the bodies Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf Now it's dark, and you seem to have lost him But you're hopelessly lost yourself Stranded with a murderer You creep silently through the underbrush Aha! In the distance, a small cottage with a light on. Hope! You move stealthily toward it, but your leg! Ah! It's caught in a bear trap! Tying off your leg! Quiet, quiet! Let me to the cottage! Quiet, quiet! Now you're on the doorstep! Sitting inside, Shia LaBeouf! Sharpening an axe, Shia LaBeouf! But he doesn't hear you enter, Shia LaBeouf! You're sneaking up behind me! You limp into the dark woods, blood oozing from your stump leg. You've beaten Shia LaBeouf. Wait, he isn't dead. Shy surprise, there's a gun to your head. And death in his eyes, but you can do jujitsu. His head topples to the floor, expressionless. You fall to your knees and catch your breath. You're finally safe from Shia LaBeouf. Ripped Apparel is your one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway. Every day you're going to see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours. That's just a single day. After that, they're gone forever. And uh, best yet, if you want to check them out, buy a little something, something they're going to throw a little kickback to us, your folks, your friends here at the podcast. So go to panelsonpages.com, click that banner at the top of the page, or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpages.com, or you can just update your bookmark, check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped, that's R-I-P-T dot panelsonpages.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on. Help us keep the podcast going. Help us keep the side, side up. And get you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. 
cool swag, cool shirts, good people, good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out. Ripped.panelsonpages.com. 24-hour limited edition t-shirts that are pretty damn awesome. Check it out. And uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. I've got the worst news. I believe it was Thursday before we moved in. I came over to the house to do some cleaning, and I had a uh, spray bottle of Tylex. I'm getting out of my car, and the Tylex, I, I dropped the Tylex, and it opens up and goes everywhere. And I pick it up. And I bring it inside, try and wipe it off. I try not to get any on me because uh, Tylex has bleach on it. Yeah, who needs that shit, right? But then uh, I go, the next day, I go to grab the shirt that I was wearing that day. Because uh, to, to clean, once I got inside the house to clean, I took my sh- uh, shirt off. I still had an undershirt off uh, on, and I changed my pants just so I could, you know, work up a sweat and not get good clothes ruined as is tradition the next day i go to grab that same shirt which i had only worn for an hour or so to wear again and i look and there's a fucking bleach stain on it and it's my dr steve brule rosie the riveter for your health ripped shirt quite literally irreplaceable dr brule it is it is replaceable i found it Online, it should be good, but twenty three dollars. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I think they they browned a little too much on the top. <laughs> Hello. What you making, Jose? <laughs> oh, we got steak, rice, and loaded baked potatoes. Steak, rice. I made <laughs> fucking <laughs> milk steak. <laughs> And then I'm making my uh, tuna pasta melody. Melody. (laughs) Tuna pasta melody. Yeah, turn it off. (laughs) Tuna pasta melody. Uh, What's up with the news? All right. We'll do it live. Okay. Do it live. I can all write it and we'll do it live. Fuck it. In five, four, three. This is the Pop Top 6-Pack of News for March 3rd, 2015. Fucking thing sucks! Leonard Nimoy passed away Friday at his home in Los Angeles following a battle with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease at the age of 83. Nimoy will be remembered as the director of Three Men and a Baby and star of a Bruno Mars music video and nothing else that I can recall. (laughs) Drew Goddard, who left the Daredevil Netflix series to direct Sony's now-defunct Sinister Six spinoff, is... They're still making that. Is that Jason? Yeah. Jose, mute your microphone. Oh, shit. You guys are hearing me through the computer. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Watch it down from the top, nice. Drew Goddard, who left go. the Daredevil Netflix series to direct Sony's now defunct Sinister Six spinoff. They're it, still making that. No! With this news story, they said that it is now defunct. Uh, he is reportedly the top name to write and direct the Sony Marvel Studios Spider-Man reboot trilogy. Tentatively tentatively titled Spectacular Spider-Man, wherein the wall crawler will cross paths with six of his most superior foes, former Sony Pictures executives. <laughs> In issue number 39 of Catwoman, Selena Kyle and Aiko, the current Catwoman, engaged in a kiss that confirms Kyle's bisexuality in DC Comics canon. And we thought all those Selena Kyle pussy jokes were just innuendo. Wah, wah. Former Superman Dean Kane and forper, former Supergirl Helen Slater will appear in CBS's upcoming Supergirl pilot in unspecified roles. Because what the fuck else do they have going on? Matt Fraction and Kelly Sudaconic have signed a two-year deal with Universal TV to adapt their comic books and concepts, starting with Fraction's Sex Criminals, which was actually the original title for The Cosby Show. <laughs> Holy fuck! And finally, when asked by TMZ about the rumor of her being cast as Green Lantern, Michelle Rodriguez urged minorities in Hollywood to, quote, Stop stealing all the white people's superheroes. Finally giving a voice to all the angry, racist Facebook commenters of the world. They are the true minority. Oh my god. Jesus, can you imagine how hard those guys got? See <laughs> this fucking shit gets it. And that is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for March 3rd, 2015. Wow. Infotainment. We're losing, man. We're losing the war. We're losing the race war. They're taking all of our superheroes. <laughs> All right, uh, first story right off the bat, R.I.P. Leonard Nimoy. Uh, the news broke earlier last week that he had been sent to the hospital uh, having heart problems. And I told Mary, I told the population, I said, you better get, you get ready. You better burn yourself with a cigarette and prepare for a crying jag because it's coming. And it came. It came... On the day that Mary and I uh, signed our lease for our new apartment. See, that's that's one door closing and one door opening. So I, I doubt we will ever forget that day. Um, and boy, oh boy, am I glad that I sold my toy collection to get her to meet Leonard Nimoy. I was talking about that this weekend. The first thing I heard the news, I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. Second thing was, yeah, big buck could have win, 83 years old, fucking Spock. And then it was like, man... Good on nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't really see a whole lot of uh, heavy emotion from Mary when the news came out. I, I think she was prepared for it. I saw it when she found out that Leonard Nimoy was doing his last convention appearance, and she cried in the middle of a wing house. See, now I've been talking, and no one's hearing me, because I accidentally was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Get your shit straight, man. Jesus. Jesus Christ. We still podcast. <laughs> but, uh, man, uh, it, like I, I tweeted this. If there's one thing that we need to take away from this is don't smoke, kids. Because 
Leonard Nimoy quit smoking, I think, like 20 years ago, maybe more. You know, you're you're already improving your health the minute you quit smoking, but he he was already too far gone, and the chronic obstructive pulmonary disease was from his many, many years of smoking. And he was outspoken in uh, trying to get people to quit smoking. Uh, did you see the thing in Canada where everybody was drawing the Spock's face on their like their five dollar bills or something? I did. And, I did see one of those. I didn't know it was a thing that everybody was doing. Well, a lot of people were doing it. I guess it made news because uh, the Canadian government said it's not illegal. It's cool. Go ahead. <laughs> see, Canada's not so badly. Yeah, you know, they... I like Canada just fine, but their reggae artists suck. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Canada, but you can keep that shit yourself. Yeah, but what I was saying before I was rudely muted by myself <laughs> <laughs> by on accident was that moving day would not have went so well if you did not make sure she had that picture. If she did not have that picture to to post Mm-mm. as her profile pic, no. And there was, and there was a way like you could have made it happen, yeah. but you didn't. Oof, you would have been moving shit by yourself. <laughs> that, that is a great point. That is a great point. You may have been sleeping in one of them extra bedrooms too. <laughs> like, hey, nice. Tell me you about your greatest regret in life. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. And you know, not to make this all about me, but you know, he said that he was going to do his last convention appearance. I fucking. Sold the farm to make that happen for Mary. And I just always had this little thought in the back of my mind, like, that motherfucker better not do another convention appearance. (laughs) (laughs) And now he can't. So, good on you, Leonard Nimoy. So, you won. And, you know, a lot of great outpouring of support and emotion from, you know, the, the whole world, really. Love Leonard Nimoy and Spock, and it's it's sad to see him go. But that that man, he he lived the life. Yeah, live long. I dare say he prospered. He sure did. He did. I dare say the fucking Spock, the uh, voice of In Search of. Yeah, I did not realize until this weekend he did direct Three Minute Little Baby. That is not a joke. In case you're wondering, that is home. not That's a joke. Thing. <laughs> that actually happened. He uh, did what? He directed Three Men and a Baby. What? Yes. He, he fucking directed that? I love Three Men and a Baby. And he directed Star Trek 3 and 4, Search for Spock, and uh, Voyage Home. It was the uh, voice of Galvatron in the 86 uh, Transformers yes. movie. Voice what of if... Sentinel Prime in uh, Transformers right. Dark of the Moon. We need to go back and look at that. Remember, was it Three Men and a Baby that had the... Uh, urban myth that that there was a ghost in the background yes is that ghost a klingon no that ghost is a cardboard cutout of ted danson's character in like a top hat and tuxedo you sure about yes that? i'm sure about that he's like <laughs> no it's a ghost because we we had three minute of baby on vhs when i was a kid we fucking paused that shit a hundred million times to see and it's it's a cardboard cutout because Ted Danson was like a he was an actor like a commercial actor so I'm I'm assuming it was kind of like a 
he brought something home from one of his gigs. Of himself? Yeah. Kind of like This Is The End, where Franco had all those Spider-Man 3 shout-outs in the basement. Uh. So, moving on, uh, R.I.P. Leonard Nimoy. Uh, moving on, this is reportedly, this is not confirmed, uh, but Drew Goddard is apparently the number one front runner to not only direct, but write the first uh, Sony slash Marvel Spider-Man movie. I certainly hope so. I believe it, and this is why I say so, because when I saw this that story, it said... Latino Review, and they're the ones that broke <laughs> that fucking uh, Marvel got Spider-Man months before they announced it. So when it comes to Spider-Man, I'm going to believe those guys. And we're brown. <laughs> we got to stick together. You're going to believe them Latinos. I, I just hope so. I, I like to think that, you know, Drew Goddard found out about the Marvel news the same day the rest of us did, and fucking ran his ass up to the, the Sony office like, okay, motherfuckers. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I left Daredevil for a movie that never happened. Yeah, you better give me a job. You assholes <laughs> promised me a Spider-Man movie, and now you're pulling this shit. And no, you know, I Drew, want it. Drew Goddard already has a you know Marvel Studios connection. You know, him and Joss Whedon are bros because he directed uh, Cabin in the Woods, or did he write Cabin in the Woods? Uh, both co-wrote okay. and directed. Cabin and then in the Woods. Joss Whedon produced it. Yeah, and co-wrote. Yeah, and he's super fucking talented. Like. I was hyped to see what he could do with a Spider-Man movie, maybe not necessarily a Sinister Six movie, so I hope this pans out to be true, because, you know, that guy got the fucking raw deal, turned down a Marvel series, mm-hmm. to, <laughs> a series to do this fucking movie that is never that never happened, that nope. had, you know, at best, a slim chance in the first fucking place. And what a fucking novel concept... To instead of doing a Sinister Six spinoff movie, to do a Spider-Man movie with the Sinister Six in it—that's kind of smart, yeah, you know. I, I read that, that the spinoff still might happen later down the road, but they will be introduced in Spider-Man. And then yeah, I mean that's still better than just doing the the spinoff. Yeah, it's but it's still not going to. It's still not going to happen. There's no, it, the Sinister Six as a movie is dumb as fuck. Yeah, you're getting everything you would want from a Sinister Six movie in a Spider-Man movie where the Sinister Six is there. That's all you need. Because I'll say again, you know what the Sinister Six does? They fight Spider-Man. <laughs> Six of them. <laughs> That's what they do. What, but what if it's going to be Sinister Six and a baby? <laughs> Okay, you got me there. You got me. <laughs> and then uh, the other rumors that went along with it is that it's going to be a trilogy. It's going to be called Spectacular Spider-Man. And then another rumor that went along with it is the first movie is going to have a fight between Spider-Man and Iron Man. And it's kind of his audition to be in the Avengers. Which sounds hey. kind of cool. That's cool. kind of cool. It wasn't in the news. I'll I'll wait until the news is done, and then we'll talk about it. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Uh, Next story is Catwoman number 39. Uh, Selena Kyle, who has uh, has given up the Catwoman mantle to this character, Ico? Ico? Echo? And she's like a mob boss now. 
Yeah, Selena, yeah, yeah. And Eco's running around being Catwoman. And apparently in Catwoman number 39, the two of them kiss. And now Selena Kyle is officially bisexual in DC Comics continuity. I kind of assumed that was already a thing. Can't we just call it what it is? She likes to fuck. Do we really need labels? <laughs> I, I thought that that was already a thing. But, you know, hey, good for them. I'm all about it. What gives you? What makes you say that you thought it was already a thing? I mean, because you know, at the very least, I thought it was very suggestive. Or maybe I'm thinking Poison Ivy. Yeah, know. Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn were sure, yeah. rumored to be lovers. Oh, they ate each other vines out so hard. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much flat out said that as much in the uh, Harley Quinn book. Whether or not that counts, I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever, well, good. Like you know, I just. Cool. I don't. I don't know how much people can get too terribly excited about that kind of thing anymore these days. Now, is it? Are they doing it to titillate, or are they doing it for diversity? Or are I they just doing know. it for story? I have not been reading the Catwoman. I, I fell off that shit a little while ago. Um, I do like what they're doing with her in Batman Eternal. So maybe I'll go back and check it out. I'll, I'll report back on the titillation v, v story. <laughs> In this content, I, I will follow up with that shit. Well, it's funny that this story comes out and then they released uh, an Adam Hughes cover for. It's such a good cover. It's such a good cover, and it looks like she's sixty nine herself. <laughs> yeah, basically getting down with yourself in a pile full of money. It's like modern day Catwoman and old school Catwoman sixty nine on a pile of money. Which we've all been there. <laughs> We wish. I will uh, uh, kind of semi-related note. I believe in uh, the first issue of the Mutanimals, the uh, Ninja Turtles spinoff miniseries, I believe they may have uh, officially introduced the first uh, gay character into the Turtles mythos. Huh. I don't. I could be wrong on that, but uh, the... Was there a flamingo? The lady scientist <laughs> who's been hanging out with uh, Hob, uh, create mutants for him. Uh, she uh, ran into her old girlfriend at a crazy lab thing where they're making other mutants and shit. So I, I think that might be a first for the franchise. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Don't correct me. I don't give a shit. I'm just saying. That's the thing I read. I could have swore Krang was a little <laughs> on that side. And you got to think that there's been a few foot soldiers. <laughs> yeah, because some of them have a little, <laughs> of like a sweet walk. Before me, nobody, nobody cared. Like this kind of thing that I figured at least one site would lose their shit about, but they, 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 they didn't mention it. Yeah, but the foot, they got that don't ask, don't tell. They're not all about who's who. Your mouth. They just shut it. <laughs> they Flat. they all keep their masks on, so it's just naked, but with Foot Clan masks. Oh, like, <laughs> so no one knows who's who. Yep. That's the way we do it oh, in the Foot Clan. That is a really disturbing visual. <laughs> so we're all equal here. That is a really disturbing visual. And oddly enough, nobody foot bangs in the foot. Oh. <laughs> it's only genitalia on genitalia no, action. No foot jibbers. No oral either, because, you know, they don't take the mask off. Right. It's just straight fucking. <laughs> What's next? Next up is Dean Kane, uh, formerly oh, yeah. formerly Superman on Lois and Clark, and Helen Slater, who played Supergirl in the Supergirl movie, are going to appear on CBS's upcoming Supergirl pilot. 
and people were so excited. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's cool. We we yeah, always D- Dean Kane's wife's excited. We always like to see the elder statesmen make little cameos or appearances in you know the re- reboots or the remakes. I mean, I like the fact that uh, the Flash TV series brought back the old Flash actor and and uh, Mark Hamill. So that's cool. He's coming back in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, has that happened yet? That hasn't happened yet. Not Mark Hamill, no. John Wesley's ship plays Barry's dad. And uh, God, he's really good. They had a great moment in the last episode, maybe two episodes ago. Really, really good. Is he like a regular figure or is he just every now and then? Every now and then because he's in prison. Uh, yeah, he uh, he's in jail for murdering Barry's mom, which we know he didn't actually do. He's in jail for flashing. <laughs> for flashing. Eh. Thanks, Hulu. <laughs> Yeah, Hulu, you fucking cocks. Man, Jesus. not to change gears too quickly, but they're fucking, they're doing Grodd on the Flash show, you guys. I know. Grodd. How? They don't give a fuck. They're doing Grodd. Like, ha- have they done a Grodd episode yet? Or they just no. did that tease? They they showed him in the pilot, like the, like his cage in the pilot. And then um, a few episodes ago, they showed an arm. And then the last episode they did, the last new episode... They actually showed him on frame and showed him using his telepathy and shit like that on this general played by uh, Clancy Brown. Like, is that some Clancy Brown up in this? Clancy Brown plays this fucking army general. Like, I love Clancy Brown. After ten years of fucking Smallville, like just tiptoeing around, like never daring to put a cape on a motherfucker, and then Agents of Shield, you know, tiptoeing around shit, not wanting to go too far because they want to step on the toes of movies and shit. I guess the guys behind the Flash. I believe are biologically incapable of giving a fuck. <laughs> they like, say telepathic gorilla, let's go. We're doing we're fucking we're making telepathic gorilla. We're gonna do Firestorm, and you know what else? We're gonna make Firestorm fucking cool. Like, like and, and it's like and it's Firestorm with this goofy bullshit t- comic origin too, you know. Two guys fucking fusing together, make Firestorm. Like, that's the shit they did in the show. Like they're oh. They're going for it. Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm except for his hat's always burning. <laughs> <laughs> but that thing, he fuck his fucking head catches on fire and he fucking flies around like it's crazy. Fucking like they, they are burning. just going for it. <laughs> that show rules, you guys. I fucking wish I could watch it on Hulu. I wish. Thanks, Hulu. You fucking dicks. So yeah, Dean Kane gonna be on uh, Supergirl and Helen Slater. Helen Slater, original Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, Helen Slater, who's not looking too bad these days. I saw a picture of her with the uh, the new Supergirl chick, and uh, Helen Slater's looking all right. And they've been doing a lot of casting announcements for the Supergirl, and and they're using a lot of comic characters. I, I think I saw today. Uh, Toy Man is gonna be a villain in cool. Supergirl, which and you know. I worry if it's not going to be in the same universe as Flash or Arrow, like, is there going to be overlap with characters, and is there going to be confuse- confusion there? And from what I understand, they, they, they are. this is a world where Superman exists. Right, and he's from just going to be kind of teased a little bit. But he's not in the show. Like, that, that's a weird fucking move, man. It's a weird move. I, I don't get... That part of it. Well, Very strange. Then it just becomes a Superman show. So, you know, make the fucking Superman show. <laughs> like, you know. Let's not get crazy. They've, 
They did it before. <laughs> it's it's not unheard of. Well, they're not making a Superman show, but they are going to make a Sex Criminals TV show. Are they? Uh, Matt Fraction, Kelly Sudaconic have signed a two-year deal with Universal TV to adapt comic books and concepts, and Sex Criminals is the first one on the list. Uh, good for them. I'll be very interested to see where that lands, if anywhere, because I'm going to throw that under in the uh, arena of not easy to adapt. Right. But Preacher is supposedly coming to A&E, or AMC, so... Right, but, you know, the focal point behind Sex Criminals, the thing that makes Sex Criminals work, is coming. <laughs> <laughs> like, without, without people coming it just doesn't work well like, that's i mean how the shit happens. that's basically girls without superhero superpowers <laughs> a chick I, I got like her that, fucking peter pan got her asshole licked on girls oh that's right i saw a gif of that yes what 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 what, what? uh allison williams who is brian williams daughter she played Peter Pan in this recent... Oh, the guy that got into a huge uh, firefight in Iraq, right? Yes, 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 yes. So his daughter played Peter Pan in the most recent live Peter Pan, the one with Christopher That's Walken. That's his daughter? That's his daughter. She is on that show Girls on HBO, and her character got her ass eaten out by her man or whatever on the like show. Motorboat style. And they showed it. Like, they didn't show butthole, but showed her getting her butthole eaten out. Yeah, but it's HBO. You can do that kind of shit. Now, yeah. if that's what they're doing, going for a premium network with the Sex Criminal show, I can see it. But I, I think, think you have to. You have to. I don't think to, Universal man. TV does deals with those kind of networks. I don't mm. think. You you better you better get on the fucking ball, or you go, uh, you know, streaming service with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't know that even like you know your an AMC or an FX could pull off Sex Criminals. Not without kind of severely altering the source material or, or yeah. doing a lot of workarounds which might become distracting hmm. yeah good for them though man those uh they are quickly becoming a an entertainment powerhouse and they're they're lovely people kelly pseudoconic she does bitch planet so they're probably going to do a bitch planet tv show or something movie probably the thing about that the thing about those that you know they, they 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 barely made five issues of Sex Criminals last year. The the the, the schedule's been fucking garbage on that. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, at what point how early the show overtakes the series. <laughs> yeah, my dad was asking me the other day. Uh, we were talking about Walking Dead, and he's like, "So like, are they still making the comic books? Like, do they have they caught up to the comic books yet?" And I'm like, "No, no, they're they're." still a ways away from where the comic books are now. And he was like, well, I was thinking maybe that they have to keep writing the comic books so that the show can keep going. And yes. Oh, and while on the topic, Walking Dead, this this half of the season, I have really enjoyed it. Oh, I'm so far. It, I still haven't came back from last season's break. It has been a long while since I can say that I've enjoyed every subsequent episode of Walking Dead in a row. I watched, uh, we watched last week's episode, the one they kind of first, where they went back to the town with Aaron. 
uh, haven't seen the latest one from this week, but it was a very enjoyable episode. It's it's a different show now, which is cool. All right, and final story. Apparently, a rumor was put out there that Michelle Williams, or no, not Michelle Williams, Michelle Rodriguez, who I love, uh, was in the running to play Green Lantern in the DC movie universe because apparently there's a uh, Hispanic uh, Green Lantern, uh, a oh, Hispanic sure is, female yeah. Green Lantern. I can't find the name right now, right off the top of my head, or uh, on, at a cursory glance, I can't find the name of the character. And uh, I think just a fan casting put her name out there. So TMZ asked her about it. She's like, they're like, so what do you think about being the Green Lantern? And Michelle Rodriguez laughs and says, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I think it's so stupid. The whole minorities in Hollywood thing. It's so stupid. It's like, stop stealing all the white people's superheroes. Make up your own. (laughs) And now that's one of those moments where it's like, I read that quote and I go, oh no. (laughs) Oh no. But this is just one of those... You know, she's probably fucking walking to her car and TMZ... Yeah, walking out of a fucking Starbucks. And some and guy's she, like, hey, what do you think about the room that you're going to be playing Green Lantern? She's and, like, fuck, whatever. And she fucking she chuckles. Poop. Someone <laughs> ambushed her. So then, you know, she she went ahead and did an apology video. Of course, because if you say something that someone doesn't like, you have to put an apology on YouTube. <laughs> uh, That's where we're at as a people. Oh, you fucking pussies. Uh, she, after apologizing for any offense she caused, she explained, instead of turning a girl character into a guy, or instead of turning a white character into a black character or a Latin character, I think people should stop being lazy, and people in Hollywood should take the time to develop their own mythology. Now you calling them lazy? <laughs> you call these minorities lazy? What do you mean, these people? They're lazy? lazy job-stealing minority characters. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez, you all right. <laughs> I like the cut of your jib, girl. <laughs> and then Michelle Rodriguez said something to the effect of, I'm a woman that likes to eat pussy. Someone hire me to play Catwoman. <laughs> I've already done the research. <laughs> oh, Christ. And that's the news. Uh, and Jose, you have a news story? Did you I say? I was just talking about the <laughs> the Russo brothers signing that three picture or three year deal with Sony. I saw something about that. What? Oh well, that must be uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Uh, Sony does Twenty One Jump Street, so they'll uh, probably. It says uh, they're locked into a three year first look deal with Sony Pictures, which I, I don't really get. What exactly is a first look deal? Are they? But the contract kicks in in April. Did they? No, they didn't do Twenty One Jump Street. That was Lord no, that's and Miller. Lord and Miller. Yeah. The fuck am I thinking about? What are you doing, Russo Brothers? Doing business with Sony? That doesn't make sense. Unless well, it does when Spider Man showing up in your movie yeah. In, unless they are in the running for the Spider Man movies. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was that kind of? Is weird, you know. They're saying this other guy's doing it, 
But then they're reporting these guys are unless they're doing the fucking you know cat movies and move them on to something else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I think first look deal means if they have an idea, they got to show it to universe or to Sony Sony first. first. Yeah. Right. Not guaranteed they'll make it, but they get they get kind of first pass on the scripts and shit like that. Yeah. And then if they don't want to do it, then they can take it somewhere else. Oh, Lee. Thankfully, Lee in the chat posted a morning after link to Allison Williams getting her asshole eaten. You know. There you go. I think I'm going to click on that. <laughs> I will be right back at folks. the kitchen I'll sink back to you. because that is sanitary. You know, we've all been there. Just saying. She really seems like she enjoys it. Get it, Peter Pan. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> that one had sound. <laughs> we know. <laughs> is that the news? That is I feel the like news. that's the news. That is the fucking news. All right, let's talk about comic books and get the hell out of here. The problem with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash I your hands. I like the fucking... One of the comments is just a deadpan Christopher Walken as Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> the headline is awesome. While you watch the, gold, the Golden Globes, Allison Williams got her ass eaten. <laughs> and she is having a swell time. God bless America. What'd you read this week, Lee? Uh, what we got? We got, uh, let's see what fuck out. The aforementioned uh, Mutanimals number one was actually really, really good. Takes place right after the most recent issue of Ninja Turtles. Okay. So, yes, I, you probably should catch up yeah, on that I before need, you move on. I need to catch up big time. Uh, issue 43 of that came out this week as well. Uh, it's the Turtles in Dimension X fighting off uh, an army of Baxter Stockman's fly robots. Um, it's fucking rad, dude. Again, it just looks great. Story is a lot of fun. It's uh, Corey Smith doing the artwork. Corey uh, Smith, really, isn't that one of uh, Champ's buddies? I believe so, yep. And it looks great. Just fucking great. Really, really good stuff. Um, that trailer book, man, has been just, just all, uh, all win. Uh, Shield number three came out. Um, in this issue, Coulson calls in Spider-Man because there's been a break-in at the uh, Sanctum Sanctorum. And uh, Wong's been taken out, and there's somebody in there trying to do bad shit with magics. And so he basically calls in uh, Spider-Man because they're going to, I think it's Dr. Druid, I think it's the other guy they got in there to like help out with the magic. And he's basically just using Spider-Man like a divining rod. Like, okay, where's your tingly parts telling you to go? That's the way we're going to go to find <laughs> the bad guys. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. It's a good bit. Uh, a lot of fun. Fun issue. That S.H.I.E.L.D. book, man, the S.H.I.E.L.D. book is pretty fucking cool. Gotta say. Uh, Secret Avengers number 13. Also excellent, man. Um, Alice Cott and uh, Michael Walsh still killing it on that book. Uh, more awesome MODOK stuff. Brilliant caption. Someone described it as uh, Arrested Development meets Superheroes, and that's a pretty accurate accurate description of this book. I need, whenever it's over, I'm going to have to get a uh, hardcover collection of this when it comes out because it's a lot of fun. Secret Avengers is excellent. Uh, Goddamn <laughs> The uh, Thor annual uh, came out. Thor annual number one, and that's the one that CM Punk wrote a story in. Uh, cool. Yeah, it's um, Jason Aaron did a story about um, King Thor, old Thor, where in just like far in the future after he defeated Galactus in the uh, ongoing book last year, his granddaughters um, help kind of remake the world and kind of repopulate the Earth with you know life. 
And, uh, and the last thing they did, you know, they brought Thor down for his birthday and they showed him all the stuff that they'd made, just magic clay and shit like that. And then Thor makes, you know, he said, that, you know, the great news, there's some clay left so you can you know, do what you have to do here. And so he creates a new man and woman to help populate the earth and he names them Jane and Steve, which is pretty cool in this far future world. Uh, the uh, bit with the uh, new uh, female Thor kind of just hanging out, shooting the shit with the Warriors 3 is pretty great. And then CM Punk's story uh, with uh, Rob Guillory's art is set uh, way back in the day when he, before he had Mjolnir, uh, wherein he kind of drank everyone under the table. Mephisto shows up to start some shit, and Loki convinces Mephisto to, to challenge uh, Thor to a drinking contest. And so it's very bright, colorful art. Um, every drink is just worse and worse, and like, you know, Mephisto keeps getting more and more hammered. You know, Thor can't be fucked with. Really, really cute story. Really funny. Good dialogue. Great look. It's really cool. CM Punk wrote a Thor story about getting fucking hammered? About getting just <laughs> hammered on various drinks, including one called the Ultimate Drink of Fire. <laughs> Ultimate Drink of Fire. Daredevil <laughs> um, number 13. Excellent standalone issue. Uh, starts off with Foggy and... Uh, well, it starts off with Matt on a, a uh, date with his lady friend, Kristen, and then having to cut, and he's all mopey and shit the next day, and Foggy tells him to cut the shit, and he says, you know, look, I know what happens to Daredevil's girlfriends. Like, you know, they all die or horrible shit happens to them. And, you know, Foggy tells him it's just a depression talking. He doesn't know how to fucking be happy because all he knows is terribleness. Cut to Kristen having a conversation with her dad that's very similar, but like, hey, you can't be dating this Daredevil guy because bad shit might happen to you. Everyone in the uh, spot passes out from gas. Daredevil busts on the scene, finds this guy who has Kristen locked up underneath the uh, uh, cafe, about to kill her. He knocks his ass out. You know, evil is vanquished. Uh, he's like, I don't recognize this guy. I don't know who this fucking guy is. You know, why is this guy you know, getting at her through me? I don't know who he is. And he uh, is not one of his. He's actually one of the first guys that Kristen put away as a DA. He's a lilac serial killer. <laughs> so, you know, he was so up on his high horse about his enemies getting to her through him that, you know, is actually one of her enemies, so to speak. And then there's some shit happening with the shroud and the owl. Like, it's an excellent standalone story, but the shit they peppered in there for what comes next is... It's going to be deep. It's going to be real bad. Uh, I don't see good things happening to Kristen because she's right. Bad things happen to Daredevil's girlfriends. Uh, and the last thing I'll talk about real quick, uh, New Avengers number 30, time runs out, countdown to Secret Wars. Um, the whole thing is Hank Pym telling a story about why he found the Beyonders and, you know, the shit he learned about how they're destroying the world and the universes and the multiverses and shit like that. And goddamn, it's boring. Um, I'm going to read to you a page, and it is the, the, the most painstaking, ridiculous shit I've read in a long time. These are, you know, don't worry about context. Context is irrelevant, okay? This is an actual string of words made up in one comic book page. I quote, I watched from the superstation as 1,000 Neely joined with 10,000 Aleps and pierced the Nexus and destroyed the bulk of the mapmakers and the Sidera Maris slaves. I watched as they salvaged the mapmaker core and cracked the harmonic structure of wild space. I watched as they discovered the locations of the Ivory Kings themselves and the manufactured manifold made the jump. 
None of those words mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that these are concepts he's been dicking around with forever, but they just, there's not enough meat there. Like, there's no reference point to make me give half a fuck. Like, Jesus. If nothing else, Secret Warriors will mean that this shit is over. And that alone is enough to make me really, really look forward to Secret Wars. So they got me on that, if nothing else. Congratulations. Uh, you know, there's, again, big comic book week, man. Um, lots of good stuff, man. The Arkham Knight, Arkham Manor was great. Uh, the epilogue to Spider-Verse was awesome. Oh, shit, the Spider-Gwen, number one, came out. Really fucking cool. Robert Rodriguez, Jason Latour. Excellent stuff. Lots of fun, man. Um, it was a good week for comics. All things considered, man. I can't, can't really bitch about much. Got anything uh, this week, Nice? No, not this week, but... Yeah, we had other things happening. Things ho- are going hopefully on. with the unpacking, I'll be doing like Jose, and I'll be rediscovering books that have been packed long ago. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth, homie? <laughs> You're going to find me banging while I'm reading a comic book in your hot tub. <laughs> Better not. <laughs> the reading or the banging? Both. There at the same time, the there are many worse ways to spend a Thursday. Is all I'm saying. Got anything, uh, Jose? Um, I read nothing because um, no. Sorry, guys. Hey, do what you. It was just one of them weeks, man. I'll tell you what, though. I got pretty good at staying up past 24 hours a day, though. Ooh, Oof. no, no. Why are you doing that? That's I don't never know. Okay. That is I never a good time. Sleep. I couldn't sleep. Like a little bit was working, but I wasn't like working 24 hours straight. Oh, so the best part was, yeah, I was up for for like about 24 hours straight. And I was just <laughs> having a bitch of a problem with this project. And then fucking, I finally got it to a point where I can export and upload it. So I'm like, cool. I'm going to take a nap, lay down, fucking 10 minutes I was asleep, phone rings. Hey, man, you want to come to work? Fuck. (laughs) But I can't pay bills in my sleep, so I went to work. And he he hadn't worked since that first weekend that he worked, which was almost a month ago. Yikes. Yeah, no shit. But it kind of worked out. Did you have a good blunch? (laughs) The what? Did you have a good blunch? No, no, no blunches on this one. Uh, he, he he was working a different gig, and and I guess that's why he was able to get me on. He was like, went down there, eighteen an hour, and they fed me pizza. Can't beat that. Wow. Yeah, no, that's not that's not bad, man. <laughs> Unless you don't like pizza, like Juan. God damn it, Juan. One is at least a little bit dead inside. At least a little bit dead inside. Uh, infatuated U.S. teen found almost frozen to death on bank of Chinese River after traveling 7,000 miles to be rejected by girl he fell in love with over the internet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that is... Terrible. He got fucking drunk after she shunned him. After he shows up and she's like, oh, God, you're here. She fucking got rid of him. And he went and got pissed drunk 
and almost fell into the water and drowned. God damn. <laughs> That's why you call. Call ahead of time. That's a fucking rough night, homie. <laughs> and I like the uh, reason that he fell in love with her was because she had perfect English and great photographs. <laughs> like, come on, but I love looking at your pics while I jerk it in the jacuzzi. Quit shaving my shaft. Oh my god. I'm going to put a lock on that jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> Watch. I'm going to sneak over there one day and just get like uh, wet my feet and just have wet footprints leaving the jacuzzi. I'm sure in this neighborhood someone would call the police if they saw you sneaking around. <laughs> Some brown guy with wet feet throwing mayonnaise everywhere. <laughs> I don't get the mayonnaise, but he had no shoes. Right here from my desk during the day, I I'm looking. I can look straight out a window, and it's just a constant string of golfers just rolling past on their golf carts. Well, if that's all that was bad, and that's why you guys were getting there. Fuck it. No, I, I I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying but that's, if that's if, what it is. That's if they saw a brown man sneaking around, you know. There's plenty of witnesses. Bushes somewhere. <laughs> I'll just make sure I'm dressed as a caddy. <laughs> they won't suspect it. And accept tips. Yeah. <laughs> Found your boss, sir. <laughs> that sounds like an awesome bit. <laughs> See, people either be really into it or oddly uncomfortable. Like, this isn't all right. Yeah. <laughs> We should do that. We'll hide a bunch of cameras, and I'll dress up as a caddy and just stop everybody. Be like, I found your golf ball, sir. <laughs> I think mean, I mean, you got to turn it up real bad. Like, I found your golf balls. <laughs> like, turn it up real fucking deep. <laughs> oh, I would have found more, but I got so sleepy. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you could be sleeping up against the flag for one of the holes. Yeah. <laughs> just bashed out, leaning. I got the flag in the hole, and I'm just leaning on the flag. Oh, <laughs> oh golfing makes me so tired, man. <laughs> Fucking quit trying to steal white people's superheroes. <laughs> Make up your own superheroes. Jeez, God. Michelle, Rod- show this week. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez, you an ill brother. <laughs> <laughs> and look at that. We still end in decent time. Not bad. We yeah. are fucking pros, huh? Yeah. Well, it was only an hour and 35 minute show. Yeah. Oh, 45 I minutes. would like to say we know how to bounce back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was that? That was my celebration horn. <laughs> Christ Almighty! Oh God! I I hope people call in voicemails and write us emails about Jose cooking in the background. <laughs> Who was that that asked if that was Jason? 
couldn't. I, who the hell knows? Who was that, Jose? What do you mean? Oh, Travis. Oh, it didn't sound like Travis. All I heard was, "Is that is that Jason?" I was like, "Who the well, fuck is was, that?" <laughs> he was talking, and then he goes, "Can they hear me?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> I was like, oh shit, they hear me. Oh, Christ. Join us next week. Email us, uh, the chat especially. Email us. Catch us up on where the hell you're at. What were we doing this time 50 episodes ago? What the fuck's going on? I'll tell you what I wasn't doing. Fucking. (laughs) That is true. I can guarantee you that. My brother tweeted a picture of a fucking monster. I gotta call him and find out what the hell's going on with that. This really fucked up my night. What Don't monster? What the hell that is? Uh, <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Leon Page. Check this horrible picture I just retweeted. It's a it's a monster. It's a monster. It's a monster. It looks like an aborted oh Pokemon. Oh god! I don't know what the fuck that is. So, yeah. Twitter? Is that where we're going? Call us next six one six nine five one one pop. You can email us podcast at panelsonpages dot com. Uh, leave us a voicemail. Leave us an email. We'll play, read them all over with all that, all that fun shit. Uh, in the meantime, be safe out there. Springtime, it's, it's, it's almost springtime, you guys. The fuck, it's, it's coming up. It's like 60 degrees here today. It's going to be nice. It's you been hot summer. here. It's been like yeah, 80s. No you, you guys should have seen that fucking seven-day winter we had down here. Yeah. God damn. It's, 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 it's getting there, man. It's getting there. I'm fucking uh, I'm 11 days to fight day. Fucking, you know, get, getting down to the wire on that, too. So things are happening. Uh, this guy's got a fucking new house. Moving on up. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a big time for your folks here at the Bobcast. Uh, so, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central at chat.panelsonpages.com. Uh, good night. We love you and goodbye. This is a song uh, from the Transformers animated movie from 86. This goes out to Galway trying himself. R.I.P. Mitchell Leonard Moy. Love you. Good night and goodbye, everybody. I'm pricked above the sky I'll eat revelations I'm seen by naked eyes You're flying tools of torments You'll penetrate the sphere
Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! Boo! Boo!